Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spot. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? All right, guys. So earlier today, UCLA's Jaime Jaquez Jr. announced on social media that he's declared for the NBA draft. The senior will forego an extra year of eligibility that he had available from the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Jaquez averaged 17.8 points and 8.2 rebounds in 37 games while helping the Bruins to the Final Four. He was named the Pac-12 Player of the Year, and he leaves UCLA as the Bruins' eighth leading all-time scorer, which he surpassed Bill Walton uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, thank you, Bill Walton. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and most scouts and mock drafts project that he'll go somewhere between the end of the first round and the beginning of the second round. Yeah, so, yeah that sounds right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, an incredible career there, as you mentioned. Two-time all-defensive team as well in the Pac-12. Um, you know, I mean, the, the guy. And by the way, La Raza, right? Shout out. Yeah, La Raza too. Um, yeah, an incredible college player. I, I don't. I don't foresee him having a long NBA career, but could he make a, if he's on like a good team, could he be a guy that could be on the late on the, you know, way on the bench? Maybe. Well, maybe he could carve out a career as a defensive specialist. Right. I mean, and, and that's can, right. A three and D guy that could play a couple years. Right. And that also explains too why he's coming out as a junior, because he doesn't seem like somebody that is going to build more buzz as right. a senior. If no. anything, he's going to look more. This is who he is. Yes. And if this is who he is, you might as well go get it now. Now, right, and get whatever you can get. Right, and then go. I mean, even the uh, the kid who was the other kid that left that went to drafted by Utah, um, that played with him in the Final Four team, Johnny Juzang. Um, you know, he's he's been in the G League most of the year. Right, but here's the thing, though. Now that's great for these guys is Europe and overseas, China, wherever. It's so much more viable right. than it used to be. And like, the G League is way more viable right. than it used to yeah, be. Yeah, there are actual options now. Yeah. Like, you won't make NBA money, right. but you can make actual money. Well, and if what, you're I, not in the what I'll tell you this is that people like who want to poo poo the G League, you know that 46% of the NBA has spent at least a couple of games, a game, at least a game in the G League. This is something I try to get across to fans, you know, people on Twitter, listeners to the Locked on Lakers podcast, stuff like that. Where can they find the Locked on Lakers Anywhere podcast? Anywhere you get your podcast, right. George. Yeah. Um, also, there's a YouTube component. If you what? Prefer, if you prefer to watch it yeah. as opposed to listening, right. that's available. Okay, great. Do you know how good you have to be to be at the bottom part of an NBA roster, like somebody who's fighting to stay in the league, or somebody who's in the G League, you have to be incredible to be in the G League. Like, I think people look yeah. at that as like, you failed. Let me tell you something. I just did the G League Western Conference Finals the other night. Yeah. And it was a good game. It was good basketball. Like, I, if you like college basketball, the G League is way better basketball than college <laughs> I'm basketball. I'm sure it is. Way better. Well, it's the best of college players. Right. Regardless of whether or not they could go to the NBA or not, right. these are all the best players. Only the best guys. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to be so incredible. I, I will still occasionally hear from fans who will talk up how they could take on Scrub X for the Lakers. Like, they could beat that guy in one-on-one. Yeah, I'm like, come dude, on, man. he could show up to this game drunk, barefoot and yeah. jeans spot you 20 yeah. beat you 21 to 20 so i'll give you a funny story um i know so this guy a guy who played in the nba for 10 years um was john stockton's backup in utah forever his name is john crotty oh yeah Do you remember john crotty yeah. virginia yeah. university yep. of virginia played in the league for like 12 years 13 years so his last stop was the pistons right like well after the utah years and you know, he's old right he's his mid-30s and one of the beat writers um, said, no, he was watching like some of the young kids like, you know, in practice before practice, like, you know, jamming it between their legs and reverse dunking and all that. And he the, one of the beat writers said to him, Crotty, can, you can't reverse, you know, double pump reverse dunk like that anymore. Right. And he's like, what? He goes, I'll bet you whatever you have in your wallet right now. He goes, OK, 50 bucks. Here it is on the table. And he goes, he grabbed the ball, yammed it right between his legs, reverse double pump jam and grabbed the money and walked off. Yeah. So to your point, these guys can, yeah, well, you know, no okay. matter who they are. Kwame Brown yeah. 
had he not been picked number one overall right. by Michael Jordan yeah. at a time where yeah. one in you know going straight from high school was to hard. The, was well, it was also controversial. Right. A lot of people yeah. they didn't like it. Yeah. Kwame Brown had like a 12, 13 year career. Yeah. Made like seventy five million dollars. Right. He was incredibly successful. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas would tell you otherwise based on their interactions on social media, but yeah. Well, I'm I'm not saying he's as good as I'm, Gilbert I know, Arenas. I know, I'm just joking. Oh, I'm I know. Just, the, yeah, I yeah, know that. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, Gilbert loves to talk bleep. Yeah, yeah. Lo- loves to stir it up. Yeah, and still does. Yes, he does. With Kwame particularly. <laughs> uh, all right. So Barkley. Before we get to the calls, eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. If you call, Laura will grab the call. I know we haven't taken calls since, since November, but we've been taking calls today. And the reason we did it was because hell, why not? And mostly because hashtag. Don't let Bergman win. Okay? So, we got calls. We're going to get to the calls. But Charles Barkley, before the games tonight on TNT, whew, when he gets those chances to go in on the Lakers. He, he lives for he, the chances. He does. He takes those chances. So, before we get to the calls at 877-710-3776, 877-710-ESPN, here's Chuck today. The Lakers going to make a run. The Lakers ain't going to make no run. Lakers are making a run right now. They they, they went they from not they, being they, in the yeah. playoff. Hey, let me and tell then you everybody and Kawhi Leonard ran them out the building last no, night. They went from not being in. They were 13. They're at seven. They're making a run. Yeah, and that's yeah. Kawhi, that's a run. Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi sent him a message last night. He's the king of LA. I mean, Kawhi has sent them numerous messages. It seems like, but none of it matters if the Clippers ultimately don't get a championship out of this, right? No. The Clippers, I every single move they've made, because they've gone as all-in as the Lakers have gone in the LeBron era. Right. Like, the Clippers have gone all-in, double, triple down in moves that I think totally make sense. All made I, sense, for the most part. I support part. them. Yeah. I think they've constructed a really good roster. Yeah. They have a really good team. Right. But they so far have nothing to show for this right. other than getting to the Western Conference Finals. Right. That's it. If they don't get to... Which, by the way, they also had incredibly bad luck that Kawhi got hurt in the series well, before. I mean, that. look, yeah. luck is part of it. Luck is always part of it. Yeah. If they don't win a championship, it's a massive failure yeah. in terms of the expectation. 100%. Not a stupid failure. Right. They weren't poorly run or anything no. like that. It but just, yeah, it for had, all the disappointment yeah. that's been there for LeBron and AD, they at least have a championship. They have to one show at for least it. to show for it, yes. And you don't have to apologize for it. Nope. Beto and Whittier. Hello, Beto. Mis hermanos, first time caller, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Yeah. Uh, I'm pa- currently passing in front of uh, Cypress Hills Old Stopping Grounds. I'm on the 60 in front of the Montebello uh, Mall. Wow. Anyway, I hope I don't get dropped, bro. I hope I don't get dropped. But, um, man, uh, to admit this recent, if you want to call it, dominant era of Clipper versus Laker just shellacking I, I i it's hard bro it's hard for me to do that that's why i'm gonna go jump in my 62 degree pool to wash this you know what off of me after this phone call but man bro if, if anything can be true is uh to quote the great uh philosopher sedonis uh Miamicus, um the best predictor of future uh success is past performance and to that point to further quote the great Sedanus Miamicus, two things can be true. Although the Lakers are currently in a hole against the Clippers, the Clippers in the clip, bro. You guys were a great segue to my call because everything you guys just said about what they have done in the past is going to mean nothing if they don't win a chip. And Clippers in the clip, bro. Uh, Lakers in five, shout out to the Circulo. Uh, and I'm giving you all a uh, virtual uh, hand, uh, circle handshake, uh, slap, dab, and circulo. I'm out. I'm in. See you. Do you know the uh, the secret circle of trust handshake? I do not know. Yeah. I've, met, I've met many people in the circle. A lot of them were there for the pickleball tournament. They're awesome. The circle's great. But I have not been given the secret handshake. I don't know. 
I'll show it to you in the break. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll show it to you. Lindsay, uh, you, did, now, did they create it with you? How did that work? Yeah. yeah. Well, we were talking about it. It was shortly after you guys left at the pickleball tournament. We were talking about how LeBron has handshakes with everyone. Oh, he does. He does, yeah. And we were like, I think it was either me or Crypto Ray or one of those guys that were just like, we should have a handshake for the circle. So we made one up right then and there. There you go. I'm just going to grab this one screenless. Hello, you're on the air. <laughs> Hi, this meal. Hello? Yo, you're on the air. What's up? No, I'm not. Yeah, you are, bro. No, you guys are busting my balls. No, we're not. We are really on the Dude, air, so don't curse. I'm not even joking. Like, seriously. I will the... drop you if you curse. Yeah, Laura Laura will drop okay. you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Who are you? Well, well you're letting Bergman okay, win right that. now. I mean, listen, with the whole goal is to not let Bergman win. So don't let Bergman win. I also may have hurt the, the chances here by taking you screenless. But I want I trusted you like that. So, A, who are you? Okay, my name is Hassan from the city of Los Angeles. All right, Hassan, let's go. What do you got? All right, so I wanted to ask. So for the number one seed in the NBA standings, what do you think about letting them choose their first-round opponent? Rather than them facing the eighth seed. Now it's and like the second second seed will choose like the second team left on the board and stuff like so that. So this has been something a couple of years ago, I wanna say, and thank you for the call, somebody wrote Probably that, Zach Lowe. That I've heard Zach talk about story. this a lot. Yeah. Somebody wrote that story. And I don't remember who it was. I loved it. I wish you could, right because then what happens is first seed gets to pick whoever they want in the in the playoff bracket. Then the second seed gets their pick, and then eventually the last two have to just play each other. But I love the idea. I don't think it will ever happen um, for the playoffs, um, but I love it. We've already seen some variation of that, obviously, with the All Star team. Yeah, yeah, and it's personal. That's what makes it great because yeah. you are letting. This other team knows. I want you exactly yes. what you think right. of them. But it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with teams potentially jockeying for position to play Sacramento in the first round. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, I don't know if it's totally fair, but yeah. it's really fun. Yeah, I don't think it would actually ever happen, but it would be hilarious. I I would agree with that. All right, more of your calls. You haven't let Bergman win. Good job. Keep them coming. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. 877-710-3776. I do have some football stuff I want to get to today. Um, there's some interesting stuff about the Rams and Raiders that I want to touch on. We'll continue, obviously, talking Lakers as well as they have that disappointing night last night at Crypto.com Arena. AK's in the house for Cappy today. Lindsay's here. Laura's here. 710 ESPN back in two. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. You know, look, I know Drake takes a lot of grief. He's really good, though. What, you're saying no? Not my sound. I Really? I'll be honest. I don't like modern hip-hop at all. I is is like Drake it. too emo for you? I mean, his personality, not my jam either, but <laughs> I don't I don't like the sound of most modern hip hop. I think I, lo- o- I, I think it's overproduced. Really? I love Drake. I there there are very few Drake songs I don't like. Mm. I just find it too overproduced. It's too polished. It's too auto-tuned. It, they don't talk about anything interesting. Well, I, I know Kendrick I sound Lamar. Super, I, I think Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar talks there about There are exceptions. There stuff. are exceptions. Kendrick Lamar is awesome. Okay. But J. Cole? J. Cole's really good too. You don't like J. Cole? Bruh. What I've heard, what I've heard, eh. 
Wow. Look, I, I realize. Get off my lawn. I know I sound it. I know I absolutely sound it. <laughs> Why don't they make them like Public Enemy anymore? Tribe <laughs> Called <yeah>. Quest. <laughs> De La oh, Soul. Quest. The Wu-Tang oh. Clan. I mean. Give me some Outcast. Give me some Run DMC. What happened to Grandmaster Flash? Yeah. Wow. Look at you. I know. You went back in the archives. I did there. go back. I like that. Well, look, if I'm going to yell for people to get off my lawn, I'm going to get my money's worth. Right. Next. I feel you. All right. Um, okay. Well, real quick, before I get back to the Lakers calls, there's some football stuff to get to today. So apparently, and we mentioned this during crosstalk, the Rams have cleared more cap space than any team for not this season, obviously, because this is already done, but for the following season. So when um Jordan Rodriguez came on Mason in Ireland a couple weeks ago. Oh, she stirred things up. She did. She and she said that the organization has basically said, like, we're in it for the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, to correct, the to make the books work, it, it's it's the right course correction. You're going to have to deal with one more year of pain to then put yourself in the right position. But I loved Mason's uh, thought process this year, which is like, hey, man, if you only win two or three games and you can get yourself Caleb Williams, holy moly, man. Like, I... I don't say this very often. I am not. You've known me now for seven years. Yeah. I am not like Mr. Hyperbolic, okay? When I tell you that Caleb Williams is the best college quarterback I've ever laid my eyes on, I, I mean that wholeheartedly and sincerely. Like, he does stuff at 19 this past season that Patrick Mahomes does now at in his, you know, mid to late 20s. Like, he does things, and he's built bigger than Patrick was back then. He's got more polish in the passing game than Patrick did back then. People forget Patrick Mahomes sat for a year behind Alex Smith. Well, he's here's the thing about Pat, uh, about Pat Williams I think is interesting. Excuse me, Caleb Williams. Pat Williams is the basketball player. Right. Caleb Williams, he's at the age now where Patrick Mahomes could be an influence on him. Right. Like he grew up, I'm sure, with that athletic ability. Right. Trying to imitate what Patrick Mahomes does. Right. So he could be like the first of the generation of Mahomes imitators. Yeah. And then obviously there's going to be a difference between the guys like Caleb Williams, who seem like they can do it, versus the ones who just are bad imitations. So I did this year... USC versus Arizona State. Mm -hmm. And it was not his best game by any stretch of the imagination. But when he finally got it going and he turned it on, the stuff he was doing, not only just the improvisational stuff, okay, which was incredible, right? The start, the stop. My analyst said he's like a point guard out there in a lot of ways. The ways he can move and get rid of the ball at a bunch of different angles, make incredible passes across his body, you know, short, intermediate, long, on the run, from the pocket. Like, he's got the entire package. Yeah. It is as good a prospect as I've seen since Andrew Luck, personally. And he's got the cojones to do it. Oh, too. no doubt. I mean, that that's part of it, too. It's it's not just the ability to improvise, which clearly he can do like a Mahomes. Right. But Mahomes, in the pocket, he's great. Right. But Mahomes has the cojones to do these things that if they don't work, right. there's going to be a real like, okay, seriously, I get your Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But even for you, that's too much. Right. That's reckless. Right. You can't do that. Right. Unless you pull it off. Right. It takes stones to actually be that guy. Yeah. 100%. So- I think that Caleb, if the if the Rams actually lose a bunch of games this year and then get Caleb Williams and reset the whole thing, I mean, yeah. you're good then. Look, and man. then Mc, all this talk about McVay. Now, look, McVay's going to, I get it. Look, it. I know people say, oh, boo-hoo, he makes whatever, a bazillion dollars, and, you know, he's a head coach, it's football. There's a lot of pressure on these guys, okay? Yeah. When you're, when especially... When you're that, you're like the youngest guy to ever take, a, you know, a head coaching job and then get to a Super Bowl. And he's broken all these barriers, right, from an age standpoint that there's a lot, right? And you also expect like, yeah, I got to live up to all this hype. I got to win. Um, and you also want to have a life, right? I think that and these conversations over the years. Now, we didn't talk to Sean last year. I blame Cappy personally, um, but that we, could be an open ended statement for yeah, a lot of. Things. Yeah, I mean, really, it's all. It's, yeah, uh, it, honestly, I, I blame two people, Cappy and Mason. Mason is so overprotective of this Sean McVay relationship. But when Sean has been on the show with me in the past, like I've legitimately asked him for like a couple of years because I kind of saw it. Like we had these conversations on the air and off the air about work life balance. 
And I would always start these interviews by like, hey, how's your work-life balance been before the season starts? And he's like, honestly, George, not as good as I'd wanted to be. You know, and it's like, yeah. Well, and, and I, I think we saw sort of a culmination of that when the losing started to pile up for the first time. Well, there's also, too, because he, I know he's competitive as hell and, got, and guys who are wired like him are going to remain that way. But when you have as much success early, yeah. there, starts be, there start becoming fewer things that are new to shoot for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've already done that. He's already been to two Super Bowls. He's yeah. already won one. He's already well-respected. He's proven himself. Yeah. You start running out of different ways to prove it. Yeah. Like, you can just do more of the same. Right. And in the meantime, it's a grind, man. Yeah. So, meanwhile, on the flip side, the Raiders, um, there's a story in Yahoo I saw that Lindsay sent me that an NFL anonymous NFL executive, there's always the anonymous of executive, course. right? Says that, quote, the Raiders have downgraded in every way in favor of familiarity. So basically they're getting guys that are familiar with the system um, as opposed to getting the top tier talent that they could have either retained or they could have gotten. Now, look, that is kind of the New England way in a lot of ways. And I know Josh McDaniel is you know a disciple of Belichick, but Josh McDaniels also doesn't have the greatest track record as a head coach. Like that thing in Denver went south fairly quickly after that one outlier Tim Tebow season. Um, I I just don't know how much faith I have in Josh McDaniels. I do think they had to keep him this year because you can't pay like four coaches who aren't working for you. Um, like <laughs> the Lakers that, did it for a while. I know, but it's not good business is no, what I would not. say. It's not. Um, and Derek Carr had already, it, 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 it had taken its course. It ran its course. There's no question. Um, and I think Jimmy G's a nice stopgap guy, right? Like he's kind of perfect for that. Obviously super familiar he, by with the, the way, is set up very nicely in Las Vegas. Right. I mean, you, you've seen the offers. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the offers. The brothels. The I brothels. Saw yes. Uh, Lindsay had that in a radio Tinder a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I, do you buy that familiarity, chemistry is a bigger deal in football than top-tier talent? <sighs> Generally speaking, no. Right, especially in that division. No. I mean... Chemistry matters if you're already talented. Right. But if you're not talented, there's only so much you can wring out of it through just chemistry. Like the idea of being that much better than, you know, like the greater sum of your parts purely through chemistry. Yeah. You better be really synergized because otherwise that talent gap's just going to shine through. Right. I agree. Uh, I think there needs to be a, there should be a combination of both well, then, of, on a 53-man roster. Well, then also, too, it really becomes incumbent on McDaniel to be the guy. Right. Like, then he really has to be the guy. Yes. Like we were talking about before, Ty Lue is really good at getting the most out of a roster. Maximizing. No matter yep. who's there. Like Spolstra, yep. you, you right. covered for years. Right. Very good at just dealing with the roster in front of him, maximizing it. Right. If McDaniel go is going to be favoring chemistry and familiarity over talent, then he better be a wizard at maximizing it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right, let's get back to the calls. There's still a lot of people want to talk about the Lakers and Clippers uh, last night. So hold on, Laura. Let's put that person on hold so I don't hang up on them. Mark and Chino Hills. Mark, what do you got? Mark. Hello, Mark. Oh, Mark. Oh, well. You let Bergman win? No, no, no. He did not let Bergman win. Why? Because we didn't hear from him. Oh, okay. Good point. Let's go to Mark in Ontario then. Mark, what do you got? Don't let Bergman win. Hey, what up, guys? I just want to talk about uh, Russ, man. You guys watched the game yesterday? Yeah, yeah, man, of course. We've been talking about it for hey, like hey, two and a half hours. Hey, I, watched the game. I watched the game yesterday, man. Hey, let me tell you. I don't think Russ was the problem on that Lakers team, man. Hey, to me, it was those, man, I don't know how to explain, those unorthodox rotations and lineups that Ham was putting out there, man. I mean, Russ's role seemed like a 3-and-D type player on that Lakers team. He's, he's a floor general at heart. And now with PGL on that Clipper team, man, I mean, I, I, was, I was in love with him yesterday. I mean, listen. I, I'm, 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 I was in love with him, man. He, he was incredible to start the game in the first quarter. Ten points, three assists. I'm with you. But then he ended up in with ten points. In 21 minutes. In right. 21 minutes. Right, right. 14 but points, it's very front-loaded. Right. But, but what I would say is that most of that came in the first eight minutes of play, and then the next 13 minutes of play, he didn't do much after that, is my point. Like, I, listen, I think and Russ – but I think Russ – when I when they got Russ, when the Clippers got Russ, I said on this show, okay, on these airwaves – 
if he plays 20 to 25 minutes and plays a role, he's going to help them. And he did. There's and less I, than, there's yeah, less that's needed from so Ross role, on the Clippers. Yeah. The role that he has now on that on this Clippers team, man, I mean, he's flourishing. And that Lakers right. team, he was, he was in prison. Right, but he was not he was, he, he, he was not going to have that that he was not going to take that role of 20 to 25 minutes with the Lakers. But also the, La- the Lakers couldn't give him that role. They needed him to they play. Need, right. They needed more from Russ than the Clippers need from him. Right. Russ had to make up 47 million dollars worth of players Correct. in one guy. Yes. Yes. So I mean, it's with it's, the Clippers, he's a buyout candidate, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and there's less that's needed for him, and the roster's better built for his skill set. Yeah. All right, Mark. Thank you, buddy. Mark in Ontario drops off. Shout out to the IE. Um, by the way, if you're in the IE, I probably should have said this. Oh no, it's still daylight out there. I know. Uh, as you know, when the sun goes down, it's harder to hear the station. You know, you can get us on the ESPN LA app if you just go to the app store and you type in ESPN space LA. You can hear us on the app in crystal clear stereo um, wherever you are in the Southland. Once the sun goes down, it gets a little harder. That will, you know, once we get back to standard time, that will be a, a thing you should do more regularly. But it's just easier to follow along instead of listening to the crackles of the AM radio. Why is it that, actually? What's that? When the sun goes down. Why we have to power it? down. Oh. By FCC rules. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have to oh. power down. Every station in the country has an AM station in the country. Because AM bands travel for this is gonna get really nerdy. AM bands travel further um at and especially at night because of just the atmospheric pressure. Um they travel even further, which is why certain stations um that have like hundred thousand watt stations, even those stations when they power down to ten percent at ten thousand watts, you can hear there's certain stations you can hear for you know, hundreds of miles. Okay, see, I don't think that was nerdy. I actually think there are a lot of people listening right now yeah. who had this thing that they never understood explained to them. Right. There are probably a lot of people wondering, why is it once the sun starts going down, I can't hear Sedano and Cappy? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Right. And you probably couldn't hear Sedan- the Sedano show in that iteration. Right. Or a Mason and Ireland afternoon show in that Sliwa iteration. Sliwa After Dark. Uh, Sliwa After Dark. Max and Marcellus even. Mm-hmm. Max and Ke- uh, Marcellus and Kelvin. Right. Uh, you couldn't have heard any of those shows because when the sun goes down, we have to power down. All AM stations have to power down. Okay. That is legit. I've worked yeah. here for years. I did not know that. So that's why we have the ESPN LA app. So as the sun gets... You know, starts to set. Oh. You should switch to the app because then you can hear it clear. It was just 2023. The, the you need only, an app. The only grief that some people give about the app is that it's like two minutes behind on the stream. But you know, you're getting it in clear stereo, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Come on. You can't get. You know, we'll eventually get it where it could be live. But you know, I mean, life ain't perfect, man. Exactly. Come on. We're still, uh, you know, in the infancy of streaming. <laughs> I feel like in a very big way. All right, we're late here. Big deal or no deal? More of your calls as well. Don't let Bergman win. Next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Oh, you're back. I didn't think you'd I be am back, back yet. Sorry, I made it back quicker. No worries. I had to get some water. I was starting to get a little... A little parched. You know, I'm dealing with this cold. Uh, I'm getting at the end of this cold already, and I am just uh, had to get some water to hydrate here. You should get one of these. I know, but that's a lot. That's a lot to carry. This one fits in my on the side pocket of my bag, my backpack a lot easier. Then Maybe, I gotta like carry separately. Yeah. What you need for Christmas is like one of those uh roll up water bottles. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh <laughs> those things are cool. What do you got, Linz? All right, so amid the Tampa Bay Buccaneers entering an uncertain future after Tom Brady retired, NFL insider Mike Florio dared to say that members of the organization are quote relieved at the new chapter. 
Florio said in a recent radio interview, quote, what a mess of distractions last year with everything that was going on with Brady. And to be free from that, to be beyond that, I think there's going to be a lot of bucks who are relieved and rejuvenated and recharged this year. So do you guys think that it's a big deal or no deal that this is the way that people were thinking about Tom Brady? Um, I, I mean, I think it's a big deal. I feel like Cappy would be absolutely distraught right now to hear the fact that it's basically what I've been telling him. Like, he was not like this welcomed personality in Tampa Bay. He butted heads with the coach that he won a Super Bowl with, basically ousted him up to the front office. And everyone kind of saw that he was doing all the stuff that – and it's funny, NBA players get criticized – for the stuff Tom Brady was pulling in Tampa, he just had good PR around him that didn't allow that to get out. But now that start is, stuff is starting to trickle out. Well, there's also two very few, if any, NBA players that are on the level of a Tom Brady that could avoid criticism. It's basically like LeBron, Steph. That's basically it. As far, Giannis, as far as NBA players that are really at Tom Brady's stature that right. you know, would have that type of clout, doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Like when somebody is that... When their shadow is so big over your organization and you yeah. know that everything revolves around them, mm -hmm. if they don't feel like one of with the organization, like one of the guys yeah. on the same page with the front office, all that stuff, it's just it's going to get tedious, man. It, you know what it becomes? It becomes the football version of everything it seemed like Giselle was going through with him. Right. In a lot of ways. I mean, he chose football over his family. He did. I mean, there's no dis disputing that. Right. But. I think that signals a very my way or the highway kind of guy, and I'm sure that extends inside you know the walls of Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, now Giselle is out living her best life. She is. She really is. Good for her. What do you All got? right, guys. So Fernando Tatis Jr. won't be able to rejoin the Padres for another two weeks as he completes his 80 game suspension for a positive drug test. And hopefully his current minor league rehab stint will help teach him how to handle the criticism that comes in the way of the wake of being caught using PEDs. Yesterday, in his second game with the Padres AAA affiliate, Tatis homered off of Sacramento pitcher Cade McClure, causing the home fans to erupt in boos. And McClure was not shy about calling out Tatis after the game. He tweeted, quote, Cheater hits a home run on rehab assignment during a steroid suspension uh, on a video clip of Tatis's home run. Do you guys think that it's going to be a big deal when Tatis returns to criticism from fans and potentially other players? Go ahead, Andy, if you want to go first. Deal with it, man. Right. It's going to be part of it. This is the position you put yourself in. Yeah. And with Tatis, it's not the first time that I'm like, forget like running a failure of the rules or whatever. You could tell with this suspension, his teammates were upset with it. Oh, very upset. Like Manny Machado was castigating him. Right. I mean, you could tell there was like a dude, get it together, man. Because like, unlike some of these other guys that he's teammates with, yeah, this is somebody that grew up around the game and had every advantage in right. terms of learning huh. how you navigate this part right. of it. It, 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 it. You would expect more from him, to your point, because his dad was a successful right. baseball player. Yeah. I mean, look at the way like Steph showed up in the league, Clay. clearly understanding yeah. it. Clay, like. Right. More often than not, I think yeah. these guys arrive prepared. Cody Bellinger, even. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. McVay. Right. Sean McVay right. arrived in the NFL. Like, as much as he got breaks because of his last name and connections, he was clearly prepared. Right. Tatis does not seem prepared yeah. for this. He's just going on pure talent. Yeah. Right. He's got a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I would also agree with that. If I were offering advice, if I were counseling him, and what the hell, you know, why would they come to me? Honestly, you know what I would tell him? Reach out to A-Rod. Yeah. Nobody's dealt with more of a media circus in his career, I think, in baseball in my lifetime than Alex Rodriguez. Um, and he has navigated through most, I, I mean, mostly through retirement, um, has navigated through it well. I would say his last two, you know, when he came back, he dealt with some of that stuff. But you know what ended up happening? Because he did the Mea Culpa tour um, on national um, outlets and on local New York radio with Mike Francesa at the time, the Yankee fans embraced him then. Yeah. And he had a, remember in 2014, he had a monster season for them. Um, and they got ousted in the first round of the playoffs, but he came back and had a great season post steroid stuff. And people were like, okay, you see? And now some people are like, you should have been this all the whole time anyway. But nonetheless, I, and then later on, as he retired, because he was clearly done the next year, um, 
he then was able to kind of redirect his career in a way where people, at least for the most part, didn't hate him the way they used to. Well, I think it helped that he was better in the booth than people had expected. Way better, particularly at Fox. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of, too, like a comp of somebody who dealt with this stuff while they were actually in career. Like, it's not apples to apples in terms of the problems, and yeah. you'd have to uh, talk to somebody in L.A., but maybe somebody like Meta World Peace. Yeah. Like, he, he rehabbed his image in real time right. while playing. Yeah. Yeah, I just figured A-Rod, um, just because he played, I mean, yeah. I know he's not going to play, he may not play shortstop this year, um, Tatis, but A-Rod obviously sure. was a, the poster child of the sport for a oh, long absolutely. time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. when you're talking about the thing that got you in this situation in the first place. And obviously then the controversy. Yeah, right. it's yeah. more direct with A-Rod, yeah. you're right. Uh, By the way, speaking of A-Rod, did you guys see that uh, Fox hired Derek Jeter and gave Frank Thomas the boot? Um, I did not know they gave Frank Thomas the boot. I know that they hired Derek Jeter because they made a big announcement during the Super Bowl. Yeah, they kind of like put that that part of it, like like push that part under the rug. But yeah, I think he's like straight up replacing him. Oh, I like Frank Thomas. Um, I think he had some scandals or something over you know this past off season or whatever. Frank I think Thomas, that's what I think. Really? I think so. I, I could be wrong. So. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I, Frank Thomas. The only thing I know about Frank Thomas is he's on those uh, those commercials with Doug Flutie. What are those things? They're like they're like basically like sexual aids. Yeah, I was gonna say. What are they called? What are Teaching how to... Uh, it's like a... No, it's it, it's a... Uh, it's like a... Uh, a it's testosterone... Like a I was going to say. It's like a blue pill. Like a testosterone replacement thing. Yeah. My guy Tom Looney... You know, they have a commercial where like Frank Thomas and Doug Flutie are at a football booth. My guy Tom Looney is the second ref. Tom Looney, who worked at Fox Sports Radio with me, is the second ref in that commercial. So. Googling Frank Thomas scandal, nothing's really. Yeah, I, I think you're. Right. Up, I don't but, think you're right on that one, Lynn. No, they. I know. I mean, I know that they. They're, he, they're not bringing him back. I think his contract just like didn't get renewed. But I think there was something with some. So there, there's something. There's no, something there. I, yeah, I don't there's think so. There. Let's 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 say there's not something there because if there's not actually something there, then we Emily be just trouble. texted me yeah. Nugenics. Nugenics is the that's Frank Thomas. The the H yeah the testosterone thing. Okay, well he may be not out for a scandal, but he he definitely he's is out. Not coming okay. back. Yeah. All right. So Derek Jeter's when did Derek Jeter say? When was the last time Derek Jeter said anything interesting? I think he's interesting. Really? Great. Yeah. No. 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 I like him. No. It's also weird to be hearing like his take on baseball and roster construction, all this stuff. When stay at the Marlins running the show didn't go so well. No. Yeah. Not so. Did not go so well. To be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Um. So yeah, I I don't think he's he's like Tom Brady to me. Like he doesn't say anything interesting. So I I don't know how. And by the way, the best part of that Fox booth. On baseball, they were very Turner-esque, right? In the sense of Big Poppy's like their Barkley. Like, he says crazy things and he does Big Poppy things. A-Rod is kind of like the Kenny or Shaq, right? Like, where is Derek Jeter fit in that? Because I don't feel like Derek Jeter's like this fun, laughing kind of character. Derek Jeter went out of his way to make sure nobody ever saw fun or laughter around him. Right. He would take your phone. Yeah, right. He was like the most bland person ever. And even in that documentary we did on ESPN, like I didn't, there was like very little that I, the first episode I thought was incredible because it was about his family and right. the way he grew up. I didn't know any of that stuff, particularly about the parents. Um, but then after that, everything else was stuff I've already seen. Yeah. As an adult man, he's been incredible. Like other than just the idea of the things that we didn't know about because of the gift baskets and whatnot. He's been incredibly uninteresting. I would say that Michael Jordan's documentary that we saw during the pandemic was, I mean, to me, that's the top of like sports personality documentaries, I guess. Well, OJ Man in America. Well, that's its whole it won an Oscar, thing, right? But I'm just saying, if we're talking about like deifying someone, right? right? Like the Jordan one was incredible, and Jordan gave you stuff that you were not, you were surprised by. There was just just not. And Michael's not usually that guy either. But Derek is, to me, he's like Tom Brady. Like, I just, yeah. Well, okay, but here's the difference, though, between Jeter and Brady. Yeah. We've learned enough to know that Brady's a straight-up weirdo. Right. We don't know anything about Jeter. Jeter doesn't even seem He's a straight-up weirdo. We don't even know. Lindsay? He's a straight up weirdo. Yeah, I mean the pajamas or the kale pajamas. The, the no, the yeah. no tomatoes. Right. I mean, come on, you're a weirdo. He, he's yeah. aging in a bizarre way. Yeah. I mean, he's a weird guy. He's weird. Okay, real quick hypothetical. If if you want to, let's say Frank Thomas, he he is he is actually out there. That's confirmed. He's out. Who would you put in his place then? If not if not Derek Jeter, who would you want to see in that spot to make them? Because they are kind of like the the NBA on TNT show. Hmm. Um, I don't the, know. I don't. You'd know. say Big Poppy's like the Shack, right? Or Charles. He's like, Charles. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. That's a great question. I, I don't know like the personalities of old baseball players enough okay. to know. I'll tell you who is probably not a big enough name, but he'd be really good. Who? Oh, Brandon McCarthy. Guy. He's funny as hell. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah, but they would want a bigger name. Oh, no, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. You're asking me who I'd want. I'm I'm thinking about this purely who'd be good. Um, trying to think of people who I don't know. Tweet at us, people. I feel like this is a good uh this is a good I little hypothetical. I, you know? Let me think about that one. But anyway, do you got one more? Yes, I do have one more. Uh Shrek is set to return for a fifth movie, twenty two years after the original. And Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and Eddie Murphy are all in talks to return as Shrek, Princess Fiona, and Donkey, while DreamWorks confirmed that talks with the original stars are going well, with them all on board to come back. So no deals are currently in place, but it does look like Shrek 5 could be hitting the silver screen in the near future. So is Shrek 5 being made 22 years after the original Shrek a big deal or no deal? It's a big deal and it's going to make money. Tons of it. It's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. It is a big deal. Yeah. I didn't know about I mean, Shrek and if the original cast is all in, if Myers and Eddie Murphy and all those people are in, you know, then it's going to be, yeah, people are going to go flock to it. So I mean, big deal. Yeah, I mean, it may not be good, but it's going to be lucrative. People are going to flock to it for sure. Uh, all right, that is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at 6.30. We got a call here. Let me sneak in this guy here. Is that Adrian? Is it Adrian? Yes, it is. What do you got, pal? I just want to make a quick comment regarding uh, yesterday's game between the Lakers and the Clippers. Sure. Where everyone has said, oh, well, the Clippers have been the Lakers 11 straight times. That's all nice and dandy if you care about the regular season. But to me, it's it's all about um, what have you done in the postseason. Now, if the Clippers would have been the Lakers 11 times in the postseason, okay, fine. But they have nothing to show for it. Well, they've never played in the postseason, either of them, so against each other. Yeah. No, they haven't, but for everyone that's saying, oh my God, the Lakers, they struggle so much. Yeah, okay, and big deal. If the Lakers do not hang banners during the regular season, they hang championship right. but the, the pro- yep. I, I, I'm We're 100% agreement. What I would add, though, is that the Lakers' chances of hanging a banner this season, a championship banner, don't, you know, they're at best um, looking murky is what I would say. Well, I mean, the other thing, too, remember, if the Lakers matched up better against the Clippers and were able to beat them, they might be, have a higher seed Correct. right now. Correct, right. I That's mean, there, part are, of there are practical implications that affect the actual playoffs. They would be pretty much firmly in the top six if they were actually able to beat the Clippers. Sure, right. And one last thing, and I will take your comments off the air, but if Thank you. if the regular season meant so much, like everyone said, oh, like they're going against, or they're bringing up records, right? Well, look at the Warriors. They have, they have the best season record, and what happened that year? They lost. Well, they still they went to the anything, finals, right? though. I mean, you got, you got to give yourself a chance. Like, they got to the finals. Right. They gave themselves an actual legit chance to win a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, appreciate it, Adrian. All right, one more round of calls if you got them. Plus, dealer's choice today. Andy Kamenetsky is the Ooh, dealer today. Okay. All right, 877-710-ESPN. You guys have been great on the calls today. We hadn't taken any since November. I didn't know that. Laura pointed that out because just the callers saying. were telling her. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying there are days it's worth taking calls. Today was one of them. We used to take a lot. I know. People made it a point. I'm like, you know, I, I, I have no control. I, You don't. I don't. It's fine. You do sometimes. Mm. Adjacent. Yes. All right. All right. Dealer's Choice coming up next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, if Cappy were, he'd be singing this. He's skiing the slopes as we speak. We got a Clipper fan on the on the line. Before let's we do get it real quick, before we get to dealer's choice, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Chris in L.A. We're, we're we were taking calls today for the first time since November. Okay, because we don't normally take calls in this show, but I feel like yesterday's game uh, made us feel like we needed to hear from the audience today. Chris, 
Greg Bergman, the assistant program director of this station, hates that we when we take calls. So our motto today is don't let Bergman win. Okay, so go. You're the last <laughs> right, one. It's so all on you. This is this is going to be for the Clippers and all the Clippers lovers, all the Lakers haters. This is how we go out with the bang. The Clippers and Lakers never met in the playoffs. I get it. But if we did meet in the playoffs, we all know what's going to be the end of that story. Lakers can't win anything against the Clippers. Our 11th man on the bench can give you 30 points. And other than that bubble year, the Lakers have nothing on the Clippers. That's all I got to say. Uh, Laura wants him out of here. Fuera! <laughs> El Chacal! I don't think he let Bergman win, though. I don't I don't think that was a no, Bergman No, he didn't let Bergman call. win. No, he didn't let Bergman win. We didn't let Bergman win today. Good job. We only had one caller who dropped off, and that was it. Um, yeah, look, the Clippers have been really good, but and, and they deserve a lot of credit, as you pointed out, by putting together a great team. Um, for the most part, they've had some crazy injury luck, like the Lakers have had crazy yeah. injury luck. But if this era ends without a championship, then it's all for naught because Dude, that's the whole reason they did it. This era so far has not even produced a trip to the finals. Right, just a conference finals, like, which is a historic moment for them anyway. It is, I know, but they did not throw down this type of capital and investment. No, trade just out. to get there. Like, right. you know, they're watching Shea Gilgis-Alexander turn into one of the best players Crazy. in the league. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. He's really good. Really good. Right. So really good. they need something... For Shea alone, yeah. they need something to show for this. Yes. Because he's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you put Kawhi under truth serum. If if you put Kawhi under truth serum, do you think he would he would just be like, if he knew Shea would be this good, that he'd say like, all right, I'd take Shea? Yeah. You know why? Well, because he'd have space he'd have, he'd, to get Paul George anyway or anybody who they wanted anyway. Well, it's not even that, though. Right. He can count on Shea being on the court more, right. which means his own absences matter less. It's and, like what we talked about with LeBron and right. AD. And financially, they would have the money to still get another max player. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I would just like to see Kawhi under truth serum, period. period. Just, yeah. Yeah. What is that guy like? What is that guy like when he's got the sodium pentothal in him? Yeah, yeah. You can just ask him anything. <laughs> All right. Who is this guy? Emmanuel? Emmanuel, you are the last caller before we go to dealer's choice. What do you got? F. Bergman. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's strong. I did not yeah, know no, he was going to say that. Right? Win. Yeah, we can't let no, Bergman no, no, win. No, no. There I you kept, go. There you go. I kept it clean. I kept it clean. I, I, you he know, did. I, I he know. did. He did. He kept it clean. Um, no, I, I was excited to see LeBron and AD play yesterday. But um, I don't know, man. Like, sometimes I feel like LeBron can be a little toxic. You know, like, he, he went off on Troy Brown for not, like, setting up on a three well, and, he, right, he cut, he, he cut instead of sticking to the corner. And, I mean, I get it, exactly. like, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, you're down – they were down, like, by 15 at that point. The game was pretty much out of reach. The best thing you could do is just be supportive, you know? We're, we're going mean, to be in the playoffs regardless. Listen, 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 <laughs> listen. You, how long have you rooted for this team? Um, all my whole life. How, how, in LA. how old are you? I'm th- I'm 31. Okay. But I started How many times did you see Kobe Bryant give someone the death stare? Yeah, that's different though, because like I don't because know, it's like, Kobe. Kobe's Kobe's cut from a different cloth, man. No, you know? but no, no, you're is, allowing it because it's Kobe, right? If he, <laughs> that's if, what it if, is. if Troy Brown would have done that when Kobe was was trying to get him a three point shot, he would have done yeah, the same thing. You'd be like, thing. damn right, Kobe, get your act together, Troy Brown. That yeah, would have been your reaction. Exactly. Yeah, you got a point. You got a point. You got me there. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, just give me one more. Don't let Bergman win on the way out. F. Bergman. <laughs> All right. Wow, those were the bookends. That's a great. That's a great uh, drop, actually, right there. There it's go. all Sedona, Greg. <laughs> Bookended yeah. the call with F. Bergman. Uh, by the way, at Hooper's X uh, tweets me and you and says, great information on AM radio earlier. Also makes me understand why uh, 690 back in the day went forever. Their tower was in Tijuana. Right. Because six Extra Sports 690 back in the day was their towers in Tijuana. They could be 100,000 watts the whole time. You could literally hear them up the entire coast of uh, the western part of the United States. I'm not joking. At night. This, at this night is, because of the atmospheric uh, changes. This is legit fascinating to me i've yeah. been in this industry i did not know that really i didn't know oh, that. that's crazy yeah all right andy we've got four minutes for dealer's choice what do you got okay uh article from the new york post about how gen z more than any other generation has invested it's saved money 
on their pets oh. than anything else. They would rather spend their money on their pets than like a concert ticket or a vacation. They would rather spend $100 on their pet than their partner. And they, generally speaking, get more joy from seeing their pet happy than their partner happy. I've seen a lot of this. I got to be honest with you. I have uh, either friends or like colleagues who I've seen this from over the years. So how much of this do you think has to do with social media and just like people love to post photos Pet of their pets of their pets yes um yes i think there's that i also think it's either people who a don't have kids b don't mm -hmm. want kids mm -hmm. and the the dogs become their kids mm -hmm. now i remember before i had kids my dogs were like my children we i used to have two little dachshunds that we rescued and we used to take them everywhere. We would take mm -hmm. them on trips with us when we'd go visit family or friends or wherever we would be. Um, in the winter, when we lived in Connecticut, my wife bought them little sweaters. Like, So, yeah, you'd do stuff like that. But then I had children, right. and that changed everything. Well, the thing is, too, your relationship with your pets, as much as, you know, the occasional they'll crap in the house or they'll chew something, destroy yeah. something, whatever, your relationship with your pets is so much less complicated oh my God, than yeah. with your partner. Yeah. It's just unconditional yes. love yes. from them. Or your children, for that matter. Yes. They, I mean, your pets yeah. adore you. Every time you walk into a room, even if you've been gone 30 seconds, they're it's so like happy to see you. It's like they haven't seen you in five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I get it. And, and Gen X, or Gen Z, I should say, especially because of the pandemic, but also social media, all that stuff, they spend more time alone Yeah, with their pets. Right. I'm not Gen Z, but all of those things apply to me. I was me. just going to say, yeah, I was, I, gonna I, say that I, I was, I was waiting, waiting for you to chime in here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like the, all those things are very true. There's not one false thing among all those things that you just said. I spend more time alone with my pet. I spend like, I spend a lot of money on my pet, but he also has a lot of uh, health problems where he just likes to eat things he's not supposed to. But like that's rocks. Crunchy. That's yeah. crunchy. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I like to say I like dogs way better than people. I'm sorry. I just do. <laughs> And I'll be honest, we got two dogs. Sometimes I do like them more yeah. than anybody else I encounter on That's a regular funny. basis. You don't talk back, you know? My friend, he has a little, I don't even know what it is, like a Maltese. And he goes, I'm going to go walk my dog. And one time I was like, I'll go with you. It's a pretty day, whatever, right? We'll get our steps in. And he pulls out the stroller. And I was like, I've seen oh, that. Okay. I have a I've seen the that. people with the stroller. I was like, hold up. It's crazy. What you mean you gonna walk the dog? And he was like, Yeah, but he has all these health issues. And I'm, I'm like, calling shenanigans on that. I've seen this. No, no, no that's true. true. No, no, I know Listen. it's true. I'm saying I'm calling shenanigans on the practice of putting your it's dog in a stroller. I, I used to live in a building um before I got married, and my wife and I were living there together in sin. And uh <laughs> and uh we there was a lady in the building who had two elderly little like toy uh -huh. dogs like that, and she would walk one of them that could still walk, and the other one would be in a little stroller. And I was always like, "That poor dog." But like, that's different. Like this dog is just spoiled. Oh, and, then like, that, that's even worse. It's different because I tell my friend I make. But fun I still of thought him. it was weird. No, it is weird. But yeah, I tell my weird. friend I was yeah. like, "Bro, you don't walk the dog. The dog walks you." Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Or he'll like not take out the stroller because now he's getting embarrassed. Yeah. And he'll <laughs> take the dog and he'll just hold the dog. And I'm like, Lo complejaste. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. But it's crazy to me. Yeah. All right, we're done here. Excellent work, AK. It was fun, man. Thank you. Thank you for sitting in the last couple of days. Um, thank you um, to Lindsay and Laura as well. You guys are calling in. You didn't let Bergman win. Don't let Bergman win. Beto is going to be in the house tomorrow. Theo Beto is going to be here. What's coming up next, Laura? Lakers talk with Alan Slee and Lake, then Bet LA. Lakers talk with Alan Slee and then Bet LA with uh, Anita Marks. Enjoy that. We'll talk to you tomorrow. M tomorrow. Mañana. See ya.